Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. We assembled here today are issuing a new decree to be heard in every city, in every foreign capital, and in every hall of power. From this day forward, a new vision will govern our land. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. America first. Every decision on trade, on taxes, on immigration, on foreign affairs will be made to benefit American workers and American families. We must protect our borders from the ravages of other countries making our products, stealing our companies, and destroying our jobs. Protection will lead to great prosperity and strength. I will fight for you with every breath in my body, and I will never, ever let you down. I am your voice. So to every parent, who dreams for their child, and every child who dreams for their future. I say these words to you tonight. I am with you, I will fight for you, and I will win for you. To all Americans tonight, in all of our cities, and in all of our towns, I make this promise. We will make America strong again. We will make America proud again. We will make America safe again. And we will make America great again. God bless you, and good night. I love you.
featuring the Rory Sauter Show, home of America's Man of the Hour and home of America's Biggest Trump Supporters. Climb aboard and buckle up your seatbelt because this is a wild ride. Nothing but unfiltered talk and the hardcore truth. Mega, mega, mega.
what a song. Hello, everybody. This is Rory Sodder. Thank you for listening to the Rory Sodder Show. Happy Thursday. It is great to be back with you all. I was last on on, on, on air on Tuesday. We had a great show. Um, it was a very good show. We had a lot of listeners. A few, we had a few hundred listeners last show, um, and we're getting them, uh, like I said, from all over. We're getting them from um, all over, all over the United States and internationally as well. So it's it's a beautiful thing. It's awesome. So thank you to all the fans. I know I say thank you to the fans every episode and thank you to the listeners, but it's it's truly an honor. It's truly a blessing um, that you guys are enjoying the show so much. Um, I hope you all are having a good night. I hope you all had a great day. The weekend is approaching, which is always exciting, always relieving, always um, always something to look forward to for sure. Um, wow, though. It's, uh, it's been a week. It's been a week in the, uh, in the media. Um, it's been a fucking day. It, 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 it's, it's been a fucking day. I mean, there has been so much that has happened just today. I mean, a long list of of great things, of lucrative things, of promising things, of things that, I mean, are others, you know, never thought were possible. But we all know President Trump is capable of doing the impossible and doing miraculous things and doing the unbelievable, and doing things that nobody could ever think of. I mean, he is a miracle man. He's America's savior. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's absolutely, it, it's, it's stunning. It's remarkable. Um, but the great things that happened today, there were numerous. The, 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 it was announced that President Trump will officially be meeting with with North Korean leader Kim Jong-un, the little short fat kid, the leader from North Korea, Kim Jong-un, the donut lover. They are going to meet President Trump and Kim Jong-un. It is going to happen. It's announced in May. They want to make peace. They want to, um, Kim Jong-un is, you know, uh, is going to compromise and is willing to denuke and is willing to, um, you know, uh, listen to us and be fair and, uh, you know, have cordial conversations. Um, and this, this is something that um, is something, I mean, extremely to look forward to in so many ways. I mean, what U.S. what sitting U.S. president has ever, I mean, achieved this sort of? I, I mean, this this is unbelievable. I mean, think about this, folks. I mean, sure, presidents have made deals with North Korea. The dad of Kim, Kim Jong Il when he was alive. But it was a terrible deal. It was giving him nukes. It was enabling the enemy. It was enabling the devil. It wasn't doing anything for the U.S. It was 
filling the Clintons' pockets, and it was giving uh, the, the enemy weapons in North Korea. But now, now, we have Donald J. Trump, the guy that's invincible, every, that is so macho and is so tough and everybody looks up to and nobody wants to fuck with and everybody wants to be on good terms with. Now we see Kim Jong-un, you know, wanting to make, wanting to do good and wanting to make fair and wanting to actually shake hands with, with the good guy, with us. I mean, this, this is something that is, this is a good partnership. What Bill Clinton did and gave them nukes in the 90s, that was a bad partnership. This, this is something really good. I mean, for a guy that was threatening and threatening, Kim Jong-un threatening and threatening for all these months and all these months and for the last couple of years that he was going to destroy America and, you know, send weapons our way, he sure the fuck has calmed down, uh, you know, since Trump has been in office. Trump has really put him in a check. I mean, I'm sure all of you, all my listeners have noticed. Everybody's noticed. And Trump, it's not just with Kim Jong-un Trump has put in check and, 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 and has brought people together. I mean, all these world leaders want to come together and talk to Trump now. All, these world leaders did not have respect for Hussein Osama, our previous Muslim president. So now... I mean, we have, I mean, this is, whoever thought that you would see the headline, President Trump and Kim Jong-un are sitting down, are going to be sitting down with each other. This is fucking incredible. This is absolutely amazing. Um, so, um, I'm like, wow, I'm blown away. Jesus. We got a caller. Um, let's see here. Hello, you're on the Rory Sauter Show. Hello, this is Gianni. Gianni, sir, where are you calling from? Calling from New York. Well, actually, I'm from New York, but I'm in Greensboro right now filming the movie. So I'm actually calling from Greensboro, North Carolina. Very nice, man. Very nice. What? What's going on? What's going on? How's your night going? It's going great. I'm actually, uh, before I called you, I'm actually was uh, watching Laura Ingram, you know, and she's talking about uh, the nut job mayor of Oakland and what the crap that she did the other day. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, um, yeah, she's a, the Libby, Libby Shaw, the, the mayor of Oakland. She's a real nut job, man. She's a, she's walking on thin ice, brother. Yeah, absolutely. And we're going to we're going to be talking about that in the show today too. Uh tonight we're going to be talking about that in the show tonight. That's I mean, she's really walking on thin ice. I mean, with what with what she's doing enabling and harboring illegal immigrants. And to some extent, uh most of these illegal immigrants were uh had committed sexual uh, assault crimes and uh, there were some pedophiles and 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 like um, murderers, even. I mean, there was some crazy shit she was protecting. Yeah, most of our were criminals. This was crazy about it, you know. Yeah, and we're not and we're not just talking about, um, you know, 
uh, minor criminals. We're talking about hardcore fucking criminals. We're talking about MS-13 kind of dudes. Yep. Yeah, man. It's, uh, you know, um, it, it's one of those things, though, that um, it's, it's all about politics for, these, for California. It, it's so sad. It's so that it's came to this. It, it's came to this sad um, conclusion, this sad sort of conclusion and this narrative that, you know, the Democrats are for illegal immigrants before they're for the American people. Right. I mean, it, it's, um, it, it's beyond me, man. It really is. It's beyond me. Yeah, it's beyond me. I just don't understand. Like it, uh, I, it, may, it, you know, it makes me mad, but at the same time, it makes me like really sad because I'm thinking about the people in California that really want, you know, change, and you know, I kind of feel like I'm, you know, I'm praying for them, but their faith is held up that you know a mayor won't be able to dictate. You know the crazy stuff because there's a there's actually an, an article that came out about how California is like one of the worst on the top list of worst states uh, to live actually and the well being of life and it's crazy how this is all of a sudden come out over this this liberal uprising and you see trash in the street and you just see terrible stuff and it's kind of like you know you got the rich and then you got the poor and it's kind of like you see the two classes and the middle class in California are continuing to fall and continuing to move out of the state to move elsewhere, which that should let them know something's not right. You're not depending on and you're not helping your working class people. You just want, I I think uh, I was watching uh, Tucker Carlson and uh, he had said one time, he was like, the only reason that liberals, you know, want these people is because of cheap labor. Anybody that'll work for for nothing, and that's what they want. They want base, like you said, socialism. It's like we're at the top, and all the other people that are not in our uh, area of government and all that are rich, they're all our peasants, basically. Yeah, it's so, dude. Yeah, it's disgusting. It's literally fucking disgusting. Yeah, it literally is. The the, the way. And and, you, and the and the fact that all we have all these sad people that are um, that are buying into it, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's totally sad. I agree. Um, but as I was um, as I was talking, uh, as if you were hearing, I um, how cool is this, man? President Trump is going to be sitting down with Kim Jong-un. Yeah, I mean, that's, you know, and it's kind of like, I, this is a good thing, I feel, about the whole situation. It's kind of like, you remember the liberal uh, outrage about, you know, oh, well, you know, it's it's, it's going to be a war. It's going to be a nuclear war. And Trump is going to take us into the abyss of hell. And Trump is going to do this. <laughs> Trump is going to do that. And it's kind of like, now... He's the tough talk that everybody was saying, oh, you know, he's unhinged and a president shouldn't be talking like this. He has all of our lives in danger. And it's kind of like now it's, it's kind of like, 
smack in their face now. It's kind of like a real slap in the face now. It's kind of like I want to watch – you know, I'm so ready to watch CNN and definitely MSNBC the day that uh, Trump is meet, meeting with uh, Kim Jong-un. I just want to see their reactions. But I think it's cool because he's actually letting people know and not just letting uh, North Korea know. He's letting the whole world know that you're not going to take advantage of us anymore. It's not going on. It is not going to happen. It's always going to be America first. And if you try to come up against us, we will come up against you. If you try to fight us, we'll fight fight back. And that's it, and that's how it's going to go. So America is becoming great again where people are going to start respecting us. And what Trump did, he won. Because not only is he talking about meeting with Kim Jong-un, Kim Jong-un is talking about destroying the whole program altogether. So that shows you that something about tough talk and not backing down and being a pussy like Obama and the past presidents did, they just, oh, let's just go give them money. And let's just keep giving them money and feeding the fat cat. It's not going to happen anymore. So that tough talk talk is actually working now. Yeah, and, and, and here's, the, here's the funny thing. Um, I bet you, you, you made up a good point about I can't wait. You can't wait until what CNN and the liberal media spin about Trump meeting with Kim Jong-un in North Korea. They're probably going to say, oh, he's conspiring with North Korea now. He's conspiring with Kim Jong-un, and, he, and he's doing the same thing he was doing with Russia. He's, he's, he's going against America. He's colluding with a dictator. He's, yeah, I mean, it's, it's crazy. It's like you can't win. It's like whatever Trump do. They're against it. Whatever they do, I mean, hey, it, Trump, it's insane. Hey, insanity. Trump could Trump could cure cancer, and they would figure out a way to say he did he did not do it, or say, oh, that's not true. He somebody else did it. He just took like they would find a way to <laughs> say he did me. not do it. Like I, you know, <laughs> it's so true. It's so true, man. But what were you saying? I mean, yeah, that that was basically all I was saying. Is like, yeah, it's like whatever he does, I don't care if it was the economy, I don't care if black unemployment is going down, I don't care if Hispanic unemployment is going down. Either this, this is what I noticed. I noticed this. I noticed this about the media, and, and it's very, very obvious about liberals. If he does something good that they can't deny, they can't deny that it's good. They'll say, oh well, that's because of Obama. If something that didn't quite work out well happens, like, you know, the vote for uh, the health care, you know, when God bless his heart, uh, John McCain, um, you know, gave the thumbs down or whatever, that happens. It's like, oh, yeah, Trump, see, we told you something was going to happen. Or, oh, uh, uh, one day, you know, the, 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 the stock market goes down. Oh, Trump, we told you it was all going to fall. Something good happens, black unemployment, Hispanic, Hispanic unemployment all goes down. You know, inner city communities are, are beginning to thrive, and, and, and different companies are coming back. All this stuff, which Obama said was not going to come back in his own words at a town hall, if that happens, it's like, oh, well, no, actually, that's Obama that did that. And it's kind of like whatever happens with Trump, either he's to blame for some bad stuff, and then Obama is basically giving credit for the good stuff that he does. That's what I notice about the media. It's true, man. It's so true. Because imagine, 
imagine if Obama if Obama was getting these sort of record uh, stock market numbers that Trump was getting, or these record job increase numbers that Trump's getting. Uh, the media would be sucking Obama's dick and giving him all these great articles and all these great headlines. But when Trump gets yeah. all these amazing, amazing job records and these amazing stock market records and all these amazing numbers for the economy, the the mainstream media just ignores it and tries to give him, tries to spin some sort of bad narrative. Yeah, exactly. It's kind of like, I don't even, to be honest, like, you know, like last show, when the, the nut job came on your show and tried to cause trouble, like, why even argue oh. with him? Like, you know what's, what's, oh, what's going to happen. the homosexual guy, the homosexual. Yeah, and it's like, why even argue? We know liberals, you say, I mean, I had an argument with this uh, this, this famous yeah, no, hey, let me Let me vent about that. Let me vent about that real quick. Yeah, that, that liberal homosexual that called last episode and tried – he, ra- he was randomly listening to the show. I mean, my show is, you know, usually gets a few hundred people every episode listening. And um, he was listening to the show, obviously, and he called in. He was angry about one of my beliefs. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, God, I mean, why call and argue or why call uh, a show that you don't agree with just to stir the pot? You know, like, dude, you're at, like, the guy was asking for trouble. And, you know, and you remember when his boyfriend called back and said all these crude and nasty, uh, just, I mean, just horrific, like very gay, very uh, off the wall kind of stuff, man. It was very uh, disturbing. Yeah. And it's like what I noticed with liberals, you can't have, you can't, I like to say this, and I'm just going to be honest. And and we're talking, and, and folks, folks listening, we're talking literally they the the guy the, the the gay guys that called this show were talking about different body parts and different things that were extremely um you know uh explicit content absolutely that was uh and it was so random and so odd and i you know i'm uh just because we're against their beliefs they think they can come in and you know cause a, a disruptance yeah You know what I mean? Yeah, and and you know, like I was saying, what I notice is you have the, how do I'm trying to figure out how to a way to explain it without going overboard. To me, there's a difference between you have okay, you have your moderate Democrats, and you have so moderate Democrats, everything they believe, I believe, is just stupid anyway. But at least. Some of them are willing to have a conversation. Liberals, left-leaning, extreme, Bernie Sanders-type liberals, you can never have a conversation. Whenever you're talking good policy, whenever you're talking good facts, whenever you're talking good points, they, all they can do is call you either these, these racist, Uncle Tom, Mexican hater, misogynist, or, 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 or anti-feminist, or... Uh, that's the only thing they can say. The only thing liberals have is to call you names. That's the only thing they can do. They can never talk facts about you because if you go to a uh, with Ben Shapiro, it's always it's always liberals saying, "Oh, you know, you, oh, you you racist, or you you got white privilege, or you got this, or you got that." It's never any good actual conversations 
that you can sit down and debate like like in the past, you know, when you had probably in the 90s and the 2000s, and you used to see people actually sit down and talk and say, all right, hey, come on my show, and we can talk about policy, we can talk about, you know, good points, and we can talk about it even if we disagree. But it's like now you can't even do that. It's kind of like, so that's why I'm like, why even argue with liberals anymore? I will never argue with a liberal anymore because it's pointless. All they're going to do, me being black and Hispanic, they're going to call me Uncle Tom. They're going to call me Sambo. They're going to call me sellout. already know what's going to come. And, you know, it's just kind of like what's, what is the whole point of it at all? Right. No, I mean, dude, it's ridiculous. Like, you know what I mean? Like, It's one of those things, like, you can't win. Like, like the pe- the people, this is what I've noticed. The black community that's jaded, you can't, you can't fix them. And they're always going to vote Democrat, and they're always going to vote to, uh, they're always going to vote the wrong way and to not better themselves. You know what I mean? Yeah, which to me is why the Republican Party, which is honestly – the Republican Party with, you know, uh, the past two, you go, you got McCain, uh, and then you got Romney. That's why the Republican Party never reaches out to the black community in the past, because they know they're not going to get anywhere. They know, why would we waste time? We can spend time in middle of America, which is mainly more, mostly white people. And, you know, we can spend time with them because we know we got their votes. We know that they're loyal to us. But that's why they don't reach out to the black community because it's kind of like, why? What, what is the point? They're not going to listen to us. They're going to vote Democrat. We already know, so forget it. And that's why I saw something different in Trump. See, you know, people, you, and why everybody was with, oh, Ted Cruz or, oh, this person, all that. I'm like, no, no, no. That's the same old, same old Republican stuff. I want something new. I want somebody that's anti-establishment. And when I saw Trump specifically call out and say to the black community, what the hell do you have to lose? Which is true. What the hell do we have to lose? We don't have anything. To, like, we don't have anything. What? And, and people can say, oh, you, know, you got black stars and black celebrities. Yeah, but that's not everyday black people in the community. And when he said that, it really just blazed in my heart to really, really vote for him. And I was like, he actually took the time to say something. And you notice why Trump has one of the highest uh, – uh, uh, percentage of black voters than in the past of the Republican Party has. You're right. You're absolutely right, man. Yeah, so I think um, it's a revolution. And, and, here, and here's the thing. They, they have the Democratic Party has destroyed the black community and has bankrupted absolutely. the black community and, and has done nothing but disrupt and ruin the black community and and all yep. it's done, it's the same thing as them with slavery days. It's no different. They control them. They they and they main they give them control. They give them free government welfare. They brainwash them. It's sickening. It's sickening. It's it's absolutely yeah. And, yeah, I mean it's just so true. And you, you know what's going on? Guess what? I you know so you know I work at Walmart. I'm a Nine to five working person now, and I know how it is to be, you know, in, you know, middle America now or, you know, I know I'm in North Carolina, but, you know, that's still middle class people. And I work at Walmart, and you know 
that the pay is twelve an hour now, right? Uh, I do, I do know that. Yeah, yeah. It I did, used no, I to be. Did, I, did, I did not. I did not know that. I did not know that. Yeah, just last year, Walmart was paying its employees nine dollars an hour because wow. of the tax cut. Walmart is now paying its employees $12 an hour plus a bonus if you've been working there for six months, which $1,000 bonus. And I was talking, I'm like, uh, you know, because there's, there's other black people there, and of course, you know, they don't like Trump. And I said, you know, during a meeting, a meeting where they were tell, telling us about the raise and things like that, I was like, huh, I wonder if this has something to do with Trump's tax cuts. And then the, the the manager or whatever was like, yes, actually, the tax cuts helped out very much. And everybody in the room was like, what? Like, oh, my God, are you serious? Like, that's crazy. And then one black guy was like, hmm, I might like Trump now. He actually said that. And I'm like, see, Trump is not going to be like the Democrats where they, they just say, they say what they're going to do to you and they fuck you four years later. And then, then come back to you and say, hey, get my vote, and then fuck your ass again. And then just keep doing it for 30, 40 years, like Lyndon B. Johnson, the Democratic president, the 30th president said himself. Now, um, hearing that makes me think the black community sees what's going on. There might be, you know, those in there that's still going to keep resisting and resisting, quote-unquote, hashtag resist, which is bullshit. And... It's going to wake up and see that, whoa, like, I'm getting paid more. Jobs are coming in. Careers are coming in. Things are beginning to get safe. And I guarantee you, watch what I tell you, 2020, I, I guarantee you, I mean, it's 100%. 2020, I guarantee you that the black community is going to show up and vote for Trump. Like they like like vote for the Republican Party and Trump like they never had before because they're gonna see the hard work that paid off Trump did for any city community. Watch what I tell you. Absolutely. Well, I do. I strongly agree. I mean, there's there's absolutely no doubt about it that the black community, um, in terms of the Republican Party, um, Trump had the largest. Uh, black votes out of any Republican uh, candidate for president ever. So, yep. um, you know, it, and just imagine what it's going to be the next time. I mean, that was in, in 2020, just it's going to be double or triple what it was, you know, uh, in 2016, the support. Yep. Because he's, he's, he's giving them, he's giving them, I mean, he's, show, he's showing them results. He's, he's showing, he's showing us. A black unemployment at an all-time low. Black unemployment at an all-time low. What president has ever fucking said that? What president has what? ever gotten that? No one. No president has ever gotten that ever. And where's the where's the mainstream media? Where's the liberal media? If 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 this was if this was Obama that that did that, they would be on their knees sucking sucking. I mean, but with Trump. But with Trump, I mean, there, there's there's very little coverage of all these amazing achievements. I mean, the fact that okay, black men won at an all-time low. That alone, 
we'll, we'll try double the phone, in my opinion. Hey, something's going on with your, your uh, show. It's kind of breaking up. Hello? Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now. Steve, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. Yeah, I've been listening. Good show, brother. How are you? Steve, how are you, buddy? Good to, good to have you on the line. Mike, are you there? What's up, man? What's going on, Mike? Mike from New Jersey is on the line, and we uh, and Johnny, are you still there? Yeah, I'm still here. Okay, so as you were saying, Johnny, yeah, man. I mean, it's and, and and you know what I strongly believe the 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 blacks are 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 really seeing the the the, the truth and, and the you know what's really going on right in front of their eyes and the fact that. I mean, the Democrats have been lying to them and playing games with them for all these years. And, I mean, and, and, and the fact that the Republicans are putting them back to work and are doing the right thing and they're giving them the best lifestyle, they're not taking their money like the Democrats have been doing for so long. Right. Well, the, the Democrats take their vote and then run. Yeah, yeah. they take it, they, they use it, and they, they see you in four years. Exactly. Exactly. But here's the wait. But wait, wait. I want to know if Trump. I thought Trump colluded with Russia, but after watching today, I think he colluded with North Korea. Uh Oh, they're they're gonna say that. Believe me, they're gonna say that. Watch. I'm just ready for it. That's coming out. They definitely will say it. You yeah, come on in, Steve. Steve, I want you to come in. Something about uh, California. Yeah, Steve, come in. Let me talk a little bit about California. How are you guys doing? Been listening doing to great. you. Well, good to hear. Great. Hey, listen, I was born in Inglewood, Los Angeles, 1966. When I was born in Inglewood, Los Angeles, Inglewood was beautiful. It's a beautiful town. Had the great Western Forum right up the street, the Lakers game. It was a great town, you know what I mean? Yeah. For sure. Within a matter of a couple decades, I mean, you hear what Inglewood looks like now. It's by design, you guys. You got to go back to Saul Alinsky's Rules for Radicals, how to create a a socialist state. Because when you talk about the Democratic Party, it's you know, the JFK Democrats, it, that's over. It's gone. What you have now is a socialist, progressive, Marxist party. Communist, yep. It, it is only purpose, its only purpose is driven by government dependency, period. Period. That's why they are bringing in the illegals. That's why the border's open. That's why... The left is trying to get all these countries that have the worst murder rates and the worst poverty as the, the their, their main immigration base. Um, in other words, this is what I was saying. The left destroyed everything for, that is good. If it wasn't for government handouts, the Democratic Party wouldn't have a purpose. So nope. people are starting to wake up, like your guest said. The, the black the black vote right now it is growing so fast. I mean this Trump this Trump train is out of control. I know you don't see it on the news, 
But this Trump train, it's really rolling, and it is not slowing down. Hispanics, we got we got Will Johnson and Harim Uzil over in Los Angeles. You know, you had Ed Henry on the other day. We've got these people pushing, and, and I'm telling you, everyone's waking up. Everyone's waking up. Yeah. Got to get rid of Maxine Waters. <laughs> Mad Maxine. Mad Max. <laughs> yeah, yeah I was. I was going to say, I like to say that Lincoln freed the slaves and Trump is going to free the enslaved in the mind. And I, and I feel like what Trump Absolutely. is doing, that he is the new Lincoln, and he is going to free uh, uh, minorities from how the enslavement of the Democratic Party, like um, Abraham Lincoln freed the slaves from the Democratic Party of his time. It's always one that rises up. I love it. He's going to do it. Great point. It's going to happen. Well, speaking Good of California, point, you have to get rid of Jerry Brown, and you have to prosecute this mayor, this mayor, this leftist that warned she she tipped off illegal aliens, many that have serious crimes. That ICE is coming. I mean, what is going on? She should be prosecuted and put in jail. Yep, absolutely, one hundred percent agree. And she she crossed the line. This bitch is what this bitch is walking on thin ice. I'm telling you. And, uh, you know, the fact that she was harboring, you know, to the fact there were, these were some illegal sex, uh, sex criminals, murderers, MS-13 characters that she was fucking harboring for political gain. And we all know how California wants those uh, illegal alien votes. That is absolute evil. Yep. It's how it is, but I just, right. I just want to say something real quick about illegal immigration. People don't understand They say, oh, Trump supporters They're so hateful with immigration No do you? They, I'm so sick of all these liberals They make it seem like all these illegal aliens Are these, you know, they're just angels They're these innocent little souls That are just coming for a better life uh, Has anyone ever heard of MS-13? <laughs> yeah, I mean, exactly I mean, what is going on? There are a lot of bad, bad people, like Trump said when he first announced. And I don't understand this whole notion like, oh, well, 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 let them just stay. Let them just stay. What do you mean let them stay? Half of them are, are, are killing American citizens. I know it sounds crazy, but that's actual, like, fact. Like, Americans are dying at the hands of MS-13 and illegal aliens that are driving drunk. That is just truth. That's right. And plus... With the whole immigration, I was watching a documentary of how gangs are built like MS-13 and stuff. And what's happening is when when kids like 12, 13 years old cross the border illegally, what's going on is the gang members over there are like, okay, you can't get a job because you're obviously an illegal immigrant. So what we're going to do is pull you in the gang, and that's just going on. And then, by the way, drugs are coming through that, and drugs are pouring into every community through that uh, illegal immigration. Absolutely. Hey, um, yo, it's, it's 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 absolutely true. It's absolutely true. And by the way, I um, I had a uh, let's see here. Where is it? We were talking a lot about um, we were talking a lot about guys. We were talking a lot about guns 
Um, well, no, before I, before I go there, I, I want to I talk about something really, really big that happened today that we uh, want to address, the tariffs. I mean, this is huge. This is absolutely a great day for America. Economically, this is such a powerful, uh, lucrative moment that is going to make us, I mean, it's, it's going to make us times a thousand. This is good, like nothing we've ever seen ever before. And it yeah, sends a strong, uh, strong message. I didn't, uh, I didn't educate myself on that, but I've been hearing about the tariffs. What is that, what is that whole idea about? So it's uh, – oh, go ahead. What were you saying? Well, basically, China is allowed to just import all of their products, and, and we don't, you know, put tariffs or taxes on them at all. Yet when we, right. uh, you know, export our stuff into their countries, you know, we get taxed and it costs us money and all this. So what you have at the end of every year is a trade imbalance. Hello? Hello? You there, Maury? Yeah, I'm still here. Yeah, this is great. This is Steve from Arizona. I'm really happy with the tariffs. Uh, Everyone's pushing against it. There's a reason behind that. Because they're all getting rich off foreign lobbyists and and outside money and what, what I call dark money. Now, you've got to understand, it's been just been a couple days since he's uh, informed us of, of of these tariffs, and already the Century Aluminum CEO, he's already committed to his aluminum plant, over 300 jobs. The United States Steel CEO, he's he's already committed to restarting the to restarting the Illinois plant. That's another 500 jobs, and this just yep. started. It's going to snowball. This yep. is going to be amazing. Yep. American yep. Steel, yep. American Steel is the best steel we need, and here's. Here's the bottom line, guys. Okay, we've got a lot of threats coming against us in the Middle East, with Iran, uh, Syria, with Assad, North Korea. And the fact of the matter is, you can't take China and Russia out of the future equation of adversaries. So it's in our best interest to produce our own steel for mir- for military uh, period for, for military purposes. It's very important that we got a military component in U.S. steel that we provide our own steel. And when, and when you think about the deficits and all of the deficits we have with China and all these foreign countries and how they've been ripping us off for so many years and how we have all of these, you know, imbalances and you know just the, this all this you know. The crookedness back and forth with the economic systems. I mean, this this is really putting into perspective, you know, everything that needs to happen. I mean, this is President Trump, you know, is taking action on this issue, and it should have been dealt with years ago. I mean, we should have start. I mean, I, obviously tariffs were a big thing in the early 1900s, but but tariffs, you know, this this should have been more. You know, past presidents, you know, didn't bring this up. And, and didn't address this issue when this could have been helping our our economic debt and, and helping a lot of other things um, that 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 were struggling so bad in our country. You know what I mean? Yeah, and you also Am I look on? at the 
you always got to look. You got to look at the aspect that that President Trump is negotiating with these tariffs. You got to look. You got to look at what he's doing with this negotiation here, because you got NAFTA, and and, yep. and you've got some other things in play now. So what these tariffs yep. do, does is it gives them a it gives them a straight flush in his negotiation hands. You know now he's going to be able to work better trade deals because of these tariffs with our negotiables. It's all it's all the art of the deal, man. This guy's the master negotiator. He knows exactly what he's doing. Here I'm playing the clip today from Trump. Hey, hold on one yeah, second. Yeah, we can hear Trump, you. You had off. This is bit. hold on one second. Hold on one second. This is um. Trump, uh, Trump, uh, you know, signing the tariff today and giving a little speech on it. It's about a three-minute clip. I want to play it real quick for you guys. Uh, clip one, three. Today I'm defending America's national security by placing tariffs on foreign imports of steel and aluminum. We will have a 25% tariff on foreign steel and a 10% tariff on foreign aluminum the product comes across our borders. It's a process called dumping. They dumped more than any time on any nation anywhere in the world. And it drove our plants out of business. It drove our factories out of business. And we want a lot of steel coming into our country. We want it to be fair. We want our workers to be protected. And we want, frankly, our companies to be protected. In contrast, we will not place any new tax on product made in the USA. So there's no tax if a product is made in the USA. You don't want to pay tax? Bring your plan to the USA. There's no tax. Which we will benefit from the massive tax cuts that we have in place. Aluminum imports now account for more than 90% of the primary American demand. Over the last two decades, nearly two-thirds of American raw steel companies have gone out of business. More than one-third of the steel jobs have disappeared. Six primary aluminum smelters, which is a big deal, have permanently shut down since just 2012. The actions we're taking today are not a matter of choice. They're a matter of necessity for our security. My most important job is to keep American people safe. And as you know, we just had approved a $700 billion military budget, largest ever, $716 billion next year. That means not only safety, but by other means, America will remain open to modifying or removing the tariffs for individual nations as long as we can agree on a way to ensure that their products no longer threaten our security. At the same time, due to the unique nature of our relationship with Canada and Mexico, we're negotiating right now NAFTA, and we're going to hold off the tariff on those two countries to see whether or not we're able to make the deal on NAFTA, national security, very important aspect of that deal. And if we're making the deal on NAFTA, this will figure into the deal, and we won't have the tariffs on Canada. On NAFTA. If we don't make the deal 
on NAFTA. And if we terminate NAFTA because they're unable to make a deal that's fair for our workers and fair for our farmers, we love our farmers, and fair for our manufacturers, then we're going to terminate NAFTA, and we'll start all over again, or we'll just do it a different way, but we'll terminate NAFTA, and that'll be it. But I have a feeling we're going to make a deal on NAFTA. I've been saying it for a long time. We either make a deal or we terminate. So there we have it. Mm. Very well said. I mean, um, you know, he, he's um, this was another one of his campaign promises, though. You know, this was this was something that, you know, he mentioned early on that he was going to make other countries, uh, you know, hold them accountable, you know, for their actions and for the massive trade deficit and the massive uh, trade manipulation uh, that has occurred for so many years. Um, and it's it's totally unacceptable. I mean, we have uh, we have major deficits with 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 uh, countries like you wouldn't believe. I mean, you look at the, some of the numbers, um, and I'm sure a lot of you I'm sure a lot of you have looked. Um, it's crazy. It's insane. It really is. Yeah, the trade deficit with China alone, I think, between five and eight hundred billion. Not million. We're talking billion. That's ridiculous. Uh, not only that, but like Trump says, you know, we've we've got we've got the best deal here, anyways, and we've got needs for it in our military. And when we've got so many adversaries, not only North Korea and Iran, and you know, but you really do got to look at China in a deeper aspect because nobody talks about China the way Trump Trump does. Uh, he's called them out. Nobody, no president before him for the last what two or three decades since Reagan has done that. They're afraid of China because of the economic power they have, uh, and that's that's not safe for us. It's a national security issue, just like Trump said. He's the only one that's got the nuts to call him out. He's doing it, and he's, it, like I said, it's part of a, a bigger negotiation. You're going to get NAFTA involved, and uh, it's all about making better deals. With tariffs on the table, got a hand that he can make deals with, period. It's going to come out great. It really, it, it really, it really is, and and you think about all that amount of money that's coming right fucking back to the U.S. and is going to, I mean, all the opportunities it creates and all of the, you know, just the the areas it can go to to fix all our infrastructure and all our issues in this country and all the stuff that's lacking in our country that our past politicians and past presidents haven't taken action on and haven't dealt with properly and have totally pissed us down the drain. Well, not only that, but he's creating the type of money now to where funding something like the wall, it's a no-brainer. The money's there. You know, he's creating he's creating a, a situation where there's not going to be able to be a, a, a debate whether there's funding for the wall because it's going to be there, you know? Yep. Oh, absolutely. And And the wall... You know, the wall is, you talk about amazing. I mean, within within his first year, he gets the wall funded. He gets, I mean, he, he gets the wall approved. He gets, he gets to, I mean, pretty much like 70, 80% of his promises fulfilled in one year, Trump, 
I mean, it's unbelievable. It's remarkable to watch. Um, and let's and let's Johnny, go back you to still that socialist. Let's go back yeah, to I'm that still socialist agenda now that you're talking about the wall, Lori. Yeah, let's here I wanted to play. I, hey, hold on one second. I want to play you a clip of Jerry uh, Moonbeam uh, Brown from California, the dipshit, the liberal dipshit, uh, going back and forth with Jeff Sessions, as you know. Uh, today it was announced that the uh, there was there's going to be a lawsuit from the White House from the um, from the um, att- attorney general is filing a lawsuit against California um, for um, for the, for the for obviously for the sanctuary cities for all for the harboring illegals for the illegal activity. Um, I want to play this clip real quick. Bear with me. Let me find it. Um, one, two. Here's Jerry Brown. A series of actions and events has occurred here that directly and adversely impact the work of our federal offices. For example, the mayor of Oakland has actively, uh, has been actively seeking to help illegal aliens avoid apprehension by ICE. So California absolutely appears to me is using every power it has, powers it doesn't have, to frustrate federal law enforcement. So you can be sure I'm going to use every power I have to stop that. This is really unprecedented for the chief law enforcement of the United States to come out to California and act more like Fox News uh, than a law enforcement officer. There's been a lot of concern about people foreign people who sow division and discord. Now we have the Attorney General doing precisely that. This is a time to build bridges, not walls, to pull Americans together, not set us apart. And like so many in the Trump administration, this Attorney General has no regard for the truth. What he said earlier today is not true. It is a lie. Yeah, so there we there we have it. Um, there we have it. I mean, there's Jerry Brown. I mean, totally going against um, what Jeff set, what Jeff Sessions and what the White House agenda and what proper American values entail. I mean, it, it's isn't it? What's your thoughts, Steve? And then I want to, then I want to go to you, Gianni. Well, like I said, you know, I'm from California, and I, I know what the I know what the socialist agenda behind the Democratic Party is all about. It goes yeah. a lot deeper than just it goes a lot lot deeper than this Jerry Brown. You got to look at yep. you know other areas. You got to look at places like Detroit. You got to look at all these shitholes that have been run by uh, Democratic governors and mayors for more than ten years. There's a reason they're all in poverty. There's a reason they're full of drugs. Because, like I said earlier. The Democratic Party's sole purpose yes. for those dependent on government. That's why the that's why the walls open. That's why the drugs are pouring through, because drug addicted minorities that that need to be dependent on on welfare and handouts. That's the new Democratic Party base. That's all they have left. Now, when you're talking about yes. Jerry Brown, um, what a whack this guy's, guy. Hey, this guy's a puppet. He's a complete puppet, man. Everyone knows it. Um, 
if California loses their government-dependent voting base, they have no purpose, and they disappear. I'm really confident that under the Trump administration, like some of the other guests said, the Hispanic and the black turnout is going to be huge. It's going to skyrocket. And like your other guest said, it's the same party, same slavery, different mentality, new plantations. Exactly. Exactly. It's true. It's true, man. It's absolutely true. It's true. It's it's a form of slavery. Mm -hmm. Government dependence and being forced to stay on welfare because of the the ideology system and the methods that designed it that way, it's disgusting. It's modern-day slavery. Yeah. They've got to keep that wall open. They've got to keep those illegal immigrants there because if they don't, the Democratic Party has no purpose. They have no purpose anymore. No, it's true. They have no agenda. They're anti-jobs. They're anti-tax cuts. They're anti-everything. They don't have anything left except illegal aliens and minorities in the welfare state. Gianni, what do you, what do you, what's your thoughts, Gianni? Uh, yeah, man, you know, it's just like, I couldn't agree more with everything he just, like, that's basically what I was going to say, you know, it's kind of like, I don't know, it's like the Democratic Party is basically counting his days. That, that's, to me, that's what's going on. It's kept, the Democratic Party, as we know it right now, is basically counting his days. If it isn't for illegal immigrants, is it, if it isn't for blacks on welfare, uh, if it isn't for, you know, white, liberal, left-leaning people, uh, you know, usually homosexuals and usually the LGBT community, if it isn't for any of them, the Democratic Party is nothing. Without them, that is their base right there. Without them, it is nothing. And when Trump is pouring in uh, jobs and careers into the black community, they're going to lose that. Um uh, when Trump is uh, uh, not, you know, giving the illegal immigrants everything and letting them in like Obama did and past presidents did and basically just brushed it over and said, and they, they taught the good game before getting in office. When they get in office, they never actually do anything with illegal immigrants. So I feel like when Trump puts America back to work, there's no need for the welfare state. There's no need for uh, uh, the extreme food stamps. There's no need for any of this anymore. And that's like like the brother said, that's all the Democratic Party has. Without them, there is no Democratic Party. There is no vote. There is no being in office. That's it. That's all it is. So I feel like the Republican Party and Trump, the way he is reforming it into actually doing something, I believe is going to pay off very much. And we won't see a Democratic Party in office for decades, I believe. I believe it too, man. It's exciting. It's happening. I believe it. Absolutely amazing. Uh, and there, there's actually there's no doubt about it. And you know they're 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 really it, it's really you know shining a light you know to America that um, you know Trump Trump is all for uh, you know I mean he's and, and it's totally a fact that. 
Trump has done more for the African-American community in one year than any president in history. Incredible. I mean, that's so true. It is. Yeah, absolutely accurate. I love it. It's amazing. True. I mean, there, there's no there's no doubt about it. And um, the thing about the thing I I want to bring up um, is uh, is he is it, 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 all these presidents for all these years have said they're going to make all these changes to the minority communities and they're going to do all these things and they're going to make all these miraculous things happen for the minorities and the blacks. And Trump just, he, Trump said it when he was going to do it. Everybody laughed at him, and he did it within a year. I mean, it's, and, and all these past presidents have never done it. Yep. Beautiful thing. It's amazing. I've run several um, pages on so, I run several pages on social media. Moderator for Arizona Bikers for Trump. I'm an admin and founder at America for Trump on Facebook. And I'll tell you what, right now, the the increase in Hispanic and and, and Black Trump supporters it's just skyrocketing, yeah. and it's a beautiful yeah. thing, man. I mean, America's and coming and that... together. America's coming together, and I don't even think it realizes what Trump's doing. He is he is creating unity, and he's not even talking about it. It's amazing. Yeah, you right. know what? I noticed. Oh yeah, I was I was gonna say, you know, like you, you notice, I've noticed that it's like it's so annoying. I get so sick and tired, you know, when I'm watching the news, whether it be you know ABC, CNN, Fox, whatever. I'm sick and tired of saying, oh, we don't need a dividing message. We need a message of unity, a message of grace. We need to come together. It's like Democrats say the same thing over and over again for years, and they get nothing done. But now that the Trump is actually saying the truth, and yeah, and actually doing something, it's like I want to see that. I'm sick and tired of oh, let's talk about this positive message, which is really no positive message. It's just a a, a, a liar. It's the message of lies. That's all it is. Because that's what the Democrats do. This. This is what they do. They get a couple of school schoolgirls and schoolboys, and they say, hey, we want you to be the best public speaker. We want you to know how to say it, know what to say, know how to articulate, you know, know how good to read the, the prompter and how to raise everyone's energy, how to be a lying politician, basically. But actually, we're not going to do any of that when we get off of the screen. We're just going to fuck everybody else and fuck everybody in the ass. Forget about them and then go back to them four years and say the same thing. And that's all it is. It's all talk, no action. And Trump is like, hey, screw all the the, the public speaking. Let's talk about what's real. Let's talk about what we need to do it need to do in America. Well, I also think what's going to really help out is uh, Betsy DeVos, <clears throat> our, our our education secretary there, because she's going to turn this this socialist liberal school union. Bullshit yeah. right around I mean these schools trying to let kids Identify their gender at five years old It's <laughs> indoctrination We all know what it is It's indoctrination at a young age uh, And it's all part of the social. We got to keep going back to that Socialist agenda Because that's what it is 
The Democratic Party is a socialist party. That's a fact. It's all a list. It's all it is, and it's all about indoctrination. It's all about indoctrination. I really, I, I really like Betsy DeVos. I know a lot of people are, are still on the fence, but I think she's going she's gonna to do some amazing things. You just watch. It's all about those liberal school unions and indoctrination. They're desperate, like you, see, like you just said. Hey, the Democratic Party is desperate. They're counting. They're counting yep. their eggs, man. They're counting their days. And yeah, I want to. I want to just. I want to touch something uh, up on the the Oakland mayor. You know, uh, just going back to that real quick. Um, you know, she, Libby Schaff. Um, Libby Schaff. Libby Schaff. We wanted to touch touch on that for a second. Um, you know, she's really walking on thin ice. Um, har- and this is just one of many. Uh, harboring illegals. The Sacramento mayor uh, is now on TV uh, doing, is announcing he's doing it. They're all, the California may as well be its own country. They're the most anti-America, the most anti-constitutional. They're disgusting slobs. Lock her up. Lock her up. Lock her and up. They all, I don't want an investigation. Hey, Jeff Sessions, I don't want an investigation. I want to I want to impanel a grand jury. I want to present the evidence available right now, and I want indictments. It's already there. Absolutely. We don't need to investigate. Prosecute. Wait, Here's can I hear? Can need. I say something real quick? Yeah, come on, Mike. Come in, Mike. Come in. Yeah, sorry, man. I got disconnected. Listen, the media, um, CNN, they're talking about this this liberal mayor, okay, who tipped off Libby, all these Are you talking aliens. about Oakland mayor? Yeah, yeah, I forget her name. Libby, whatever, whatever. Libby Schaff. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're honestly, they're forgetting to leave out the part that some of them are, like, serious criminals. First of all, they're all criminals. They're in the country illegally. But they're making it seem like they're, like, families of five just, you know, mowing grass. No, some of them are MS-13 members that she tipped off. I mean, these are bad people that this woman tipped off. I mean, what world am I living in where you actually the the mayor actually tips off illegal aliens of an upcoming ice raid? That is just that is out of this world insanity. Insane, it truly is absolutely insanity. If any, I mean, and it was serious here, crimes. Yep. Yeah, like if any uh, of us, like Mark- if any of us here knowingly. Aided and abetted, or harbored a known criminal knowingly, you know we'd all be arrested right there on the Absolutely. spot. Absolutely, this is ridiculous. This is crazy. Double yeah. standard. Democratic Party yeah. double standards. If they didn't have a double standard, they do. They wouldn't have any standards at all. And also, hasn't Jerry Brown been governor enough? I mean, enough with this guy. Go to sleep. <laughs> He's he's as dumb as a fucking rock, man. Moonbeam. God, he's a he's a ridiculous. Puppet, <laughs> he's a man. goomba. That's what he he's is. He's a puppet. Absolutely, the guy. I, he can't even speak in complete sentences. He reminds me of Maxine Waters. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, That's funny. The tra- the tra- Trump. Trump said she should take an IQ test, and they're all crying racism. Excuse me. Racism. <laughs> Maxine Waters should take an IQ test. She that's what you get. Masculine Maxine should. That's what you get when you combine benzodiazepines, alcohol, and a little bit of liberalism. Yeah, yeah. I tell <laughs> you, that is, they're a lost cause. 
tell me what hey. the fuck has Maxine Waters done for the black community. Tell me one thing has the CBC done robbed for the black them, community. Robbed them, robbed them, robbed them. Exactly. Vote for us, and we'll see you in four years. She lives Basically. in her mansion. She lives in her mansion and takes donations and says, says she's doing stuff, but all she's doing is stealing. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. I have to say this. It'll take ten seconds, man. My bad. Maxine Waters, she goes on to that liberal on uh, MSNBC, that Joy Joy Reid. I mean, this woman is like a left. Oh, God, queen. Joy Reid looks like a got something I've seen out of Planet of the Apes. Jesus Christ. So, 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 so Maxine Waters. So Maxine she, calls everything, she calls everything racist, too. Everything to Joy Reid is racist. Everything. It's everything, like, it's everything. like Al Sharpton. <laughs> exactly. So Maxine Waters comes on the show, and Joy Reid says, what do you think about the president singling you out as the only black woman who needs an oh, IQ geez. test? And she Jesus. goes, and she goes, she says, but Trump says, all you do, Trump says, all you do is say impeach 45. So I'm listening to Maxine, who can't even speak in complete sentences. And the last <laughs> sentence she says is, we need to impeach this president. And that's what Trump just mocked you on. That's all you say, you idiot. <laughs> swamp preacher. And that's you what know, she is. <laughs> God. Oh, it's entertainment, isn't it? Oh, my God. Hey, I'll people. tell you what. Hey, no joking aside, we've got a, we've got an establishment, elite class in our government that is the biggest crime syndicate I've seen in my 52 years, brother. Wow. Absolutely. That, that's what it is. It's a, it's a fucking crime syndicate. Well, also, I know, you know, I... You know, I'm at war every day on Twitter with the left, but the truth is the rhinos are just as much as a problem. I mean, these Republicans like Jeff Flake and John McCain, these people are just as bad as Maxine Waters and Nancy Pelosi, and they need to get the hell out of Congress. Well, they're part of, the same, they're part of the same team. You guys all know that, right? Absolutely. Yeah, which is why team. I voted for Trump. Do you know what? Do you know what they all have in common? Jeff Flake, John McCain, Maxine Waters, Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer, Harry Reid, the whole bunch. You want to know what they all have in common? They're all filthy rich. You get that? Exactly. Let's, let's talk about foreign lobbyists. Let's talk about lobbying. We got a real big problem with it right now, and it's not. It, it's bad. Talk well, about did you the, see the executive order that Trump did? Which ones were those? Trump, uh, uh, actually, it was his first day in office. He signed an executive order that banned all foreign lobbying for life. Oh, wow. If you're in government. Yeah, once you leave government, he made a a lifetime ban of foreign lobbying. And then, like, a 10-year ban on, like, lobbying as a politician or something like that. I got to check it out. But it's a lifetime Uh ban on foreign lobbying. Lobbying. The media never talks about. Why do you think they all hate him? Why do you think they all want to get rid of him? Exactly. They're the swamp, and he ran on draining the swamp. They're scared shitless. They want him out. What do you guys think of Ann Coulter? I I think she has some really good, really good points. But before we get too off topic, 
you guys, I really want to get into something that's pretty amazing. So a yeah, town in Georgia that requires you to carry a firearm, it requires you to carry a firearm after you turn the age, after you're, I believe, either 18 or 20. It requires you, requires you to have a firearm. And guess what? There's, o- there's only been one, there's only one murder every it's, it's six years. So one murder in six years, everybody has a gun. I mean, th- that, think about that. society is a polite society. Well, think yep. about so everybody, everybody is required to have a gun in a town, and there's only one murder in six years. This town in Georgia has no crime. Everybody has guns. Imagine that. Guns are not the fucking problem, and we all know this. We yeah, all know this. Yeah, and it's crazy how people attack the NRA, and the NRA was an organization started to free slaves from the Ku Klux Klan and defend them. Very yeah, true. Yeah. That's crazy. The yeah, and it's kind of unbelievable. It's so unbelievable. I'm like, why would guns be, like, I don't understand. Like, why is it always these great big shootings always happen in gun-free zones, which are schools? Is that the only place where you really see anything of a mass shooting? You don't see them attacking anywhere in D.C., anywhere near the White House, anywhere near the courts. You don't see anywhere where there's a lot of guns going to be at. You'll never see any attacks. Absolutely. Yeah, look at Chicago. Strictest gun laws hey, in the country. You, you, look at Chicago. You guys, exactly. I want to play a really good. You guys, I want to play a really good clip. Um, it's it's a father of uh, one of the survivors of the Parkland shooting, a father who had a daughter that died in the Parkland shooting, and he explains, um, you know, that guns aren't the problem uh, to liberal CBS. You got to hear this quick uh, five yeah, minute uh, interview. It's really it's really good. Hold on one second. Here it comes uh, one four. Welcome back to Face the Nation. I'm Margaret Brennan. Andrew Pollock is the father of 18-year-old Meadow, who was killed last month at the Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School shooting in Parkland, Florida. And he joins me here. We are so sorry for the loss of your daughter, sir. Uh, and I know that you've become active. You've been at the White House a number of times, including this week. What happened in that meeting today, or this week? Well, first, I just want to tell everyone in America that is passionate about school safety like I am to follow me on RememberMeadow.com and they'd be able to help me in my cause at what what we're going to do moving forward to help every other state uh, move forward towards making their schools safe so I could be the last dad that ever had to bury a kid killed in a school. You have spoken passionately about this. Um, and Americans heard that cry when you spoke to the president directly on camera. You went back to talk about school safety this week. Do you have any pledges from the White House to follow through on some of what you're talking about with school safety? Well, I went twice to the White House within the last two weeks. The president and every one of his staff was very compassionate having my family in, in the White House. He, he, what could you say to a, a murdered kid's father? You know, there's not much anyone's going to say that's going to make anything better for me. But he listened to things and suggestions that I had 
and what we're working on in Florida, and, and that's my agenda. What we're going to move, we're going to move forward and fix these things. I, I'm not looking at any other type of agenda right now, and, and that's why I came here because it's not really. I grew up when I grew up in Long Island. I, my father instilled in me: if you wanted something done right, you do it yourself. So right now, I'm I'm trying to do things my way and help. Not I'm not listening. To, uh, it's, I'm not leaving it up to the president. I'm taking it in my hands and with a lot of people behind me, and we're going to focus on school safety. And, and that's one of the reasons I'm here today. I, I have a message that I'd like to get out. And you're going and taking that message to Tallahassee, Florida, I understand, this week. Yes. So one of the reasons why I'm here is because there's been 200 shootings already in this country, and there's a reason why it hasn't stopped. Because after every shooting, the media, they focus on gun control. Okay, gun control, that's a big problem. But I feel that if we all come together as parents, grandparents, uncles, and we just work on this, let's make our schools safe, all the marchers that are going on, that are going to have in D.C., the kids, I understand the kids' pain. My kid was murdered in that school. So if anyone understands it, I understand every kid in that school, how angry they are. But I'm here now to, to talk to them, to say, let's focus on one thing first. Let's, let's get our schools safe. And then, after every school safe in the country, that you could drop your kid off and you don't have to worry that some murderer is going to go kill your kid on the third floor, you could, they could focus on any gun laws they want. I don't. But first... Let's come together. We could march right through this country. Who's going to stop us? Who doesn't want our kids safe? Mm -hmm. Stay focused. Stay focused, okay? I'm talking to you. Everyone out there, you reach out to me. Let's stay focused. Reach out to me. Reach out to my sons who buried their little sister a couple of weeks ago. Let them march with you in D.C. Let's get the right message across. Let's make these schools safe. This week in your home state of Florida, uh, the state Senate rejected a proposal to ban assault weapons and supported the idea of arming teachers. Now, some of uh, the classmates of your daughter are among these activists. Yes. Um, one of them, Jacqueline Cornyn, tweeted, The Florida Senate has rejected the ban of AR-15, the weapon of choice used at my school to kill 17 souls. This breaks my heart, but we will not let this ruin our movement. This is for the kids. What do you think your daughter Meadow would be doing in the wake of something like this? That, that's the problem again. What, that's, they're focusing on something that's not achievable. Gun laws right now are not achievable. My daughter was murdered by a gun. She should have been safe in the school. That's the problem. Okay, that's the first thing I want to address. I, I, I'm not saying don't go after gun laws. I'm not a gun expert. I'm saying that's the problem. We need. There was 200 shootings that's always getting twisted into gun laws and gun control. If we all focus together, one nation, no political affiliation, we could work together and, and make the school safe. And then go fight it out, whatever you want. So you want armed guards in school or more bullet-plated glass? What, what do well, you want to see? I want to see what's in this Florida bill passed. That's what I'm for, and, and I'm going to go to Tallahassee. I'm leaving to Tallahassee tonight, and I want Florida to set an example for the rest of the country because I went over the bill. I met with Governor Scott, 
Governor Scott came to my house like uh, uh, twice already, came to the funeral, calls me on a daily basis to check up on me. He went over, he went, he showed me this bill. People, the Speaker of the House went over the bill with me and uh, we need to get the bill passed in Florida and that's why when I leave here tonight, I'm on a mission. I'm going to Tallahassee and, and I'm going to make sure the bill passes whatever I have to do. All right, Mr. Pollock, thank you for coming on and sharing your story with us. Wow, that was great, wasn't it, guys? That was awesome. Yeah. You know, can I just, I just have to say this. It's yeah, gonna go, sound go ahead, Mike, go I ahead. Am, all right, I am so sick. I mean, and this, this father sounds actually reasonable and uh, doesn't seem like he wants to take our guns away, which is a very good thing. But I am so sick and tired of these punk-ass high school kids like this David Hogg trying to disarm good people. The NRA did not wake up that day and shoot 17 kids. Law-abiding gun owners didn't wake up that day and shoot those kids. Nicholas Cruz, a psychopathic madman, shot those kids. I'm so sick of these liberal, these these punky high school kids. These punky high school kids talking about taking away AR-15s, they've never even shot a damn gun. They don't know what the hell they're talking about. And I'm sick of this one kid, this David Hogg. The guy thinks he's like the next, uh, you know, he's like the next Oprah. Enough, man. You're not going to disarm America. It's not going to happen. Why would you only want to disarm the good people? Criminals don't obey laws. That is indeed why criminals I'm so sick of this leftist rhetoric, this anti-gun trash. And this father, honestly, I haven't heard this before, this father is the only one who seems to have a reasonable head above his shoulders. Correct. Again, you gotta go you gotta go back to the socialist agenda. You gotta mm-hmm. keep going back to the socialist agenda. In order to create a socialist state, a welfare state, you gotta have health care under control. It's gotta be mandated. Obama already took care of that. You gotta have poverty. You gotta increase poverty levels. You gotta increase debt to unsustainable levels. You gotta create welfare, a welfare state. You gotta take over the education. You gotta remove religion, the belief in God. You gotta create class warfare and division. And last but not least, you got to remove the guns from the citizens if you want to have a true controlled socialist state. It's all part of that the is agenda, guys. Really, let's not let's really not kid anybody. Really let's talk about the real agenda. It's it's trying. To, the Democratic Party is not a Democratic Party. They're a socialist party. In order to have true socialism, which is a form of communism, there must not Absolutely. be armed citizens. There must not be armed citizens. Period. Got to keep going back to that, guys. Another thing is, I mean, that's a brilliant point you just said. But another thing is. They always say, well, why are there so many school shootings in America? Well, the reason there's school shootings in America, in my opinion, is because our schools, our colleges, even kindergarten and elementary school, they have removed God, patriotism. They have, you know, they have, it is an anti-God, anti-American, left-wing, communist message. And, And these kids are fucked up, and we're worried about transgender bathrooms, and we don't even say the fucking pledge of allegiance anymore i said this the other day the left destroys everything that's good they are destroying our culture our traditions they hate god they have removed god from the classroom in all aspects 
and they have, you know, they just, they are destroying our youth and our culture. And like um, you said, this is, this is what communism is, what the new Democrat party is. Bingo. Perfect. Let's not kid each other anymore. Let's get this message out. We got to start waking people up, Um, you know, to the truth of what's, what's going on in our country. You're and you're exactly right. They're removing God for a reason. And, and and I don't know about you, how you guys feel about this Parkland school shooting combined yeah. with the Las Vegas shooting, but it all stinks to high heaven to me. It all stinks yep. to yeah. high heaven. Yeah. Well, yeah, you don't think you about don't this, about you guys anymore. You guys, I want to bring I want to bring something up that really has me fucking like. Like, just, I can't fathom or quite understand how it's not being taken more seriously. Do you notice so many similarities between Vegas and Parkland? I sure as hell do. Look at the Parkland school shooting. The cameras were out for 20 minutes. Why were the security cameras out? Why Why was that the security cameras out is my question. And why were the security like cameras out during the Vegas, during the Vegas shooting like as well? Yeah. And where were the police? Why did the, why did the armed deputy officer not go into the building? Why did he not go in? These, yeah. kids, these kids had their talking points down an hour after that shooting. They had their talking points already memorized. Come on, guys. No, no, no. That's where that's where you're wrong. During the shooting, during the shooting, this kid David Hogg was doing a video during the shooting saying we need to ban guns during the shooting, not an hour. Yeah, he's a crazy actor. I hate to say it. I don't want to sound like a conspiracy theorist, but I'm going to say it. That's a false flag, man. I I don't care what people think about me. Las Vegas, Parkland school shooting, or false flag, man, and it was, I mean, there's just too many coincidences there that I'm just not buying into. It stinks to high heaven. I mean, it, we it have sure. literally zero answers from, from Las Vegas. Literally not one answer. No, and it's the biggest mass shooting in history, and we don't have any answers. It's being covered up. It's being it, – it, it's slimy. And if you notice, uh, the, sh- the sheriff in Vegas and the sheriff in Florida – have similar uh, body body language, body movements uh, to you know how how uh, very secretive and covert they are. Uh, you know, like they're behind it. You know what and I'm talking about. And, and you know what else at the Las Vegas shooting? No one's talking about is that damn security guard that ended up in Mexico in another country a week after the shooting. That guy's in it, man. That's the guy that we got to look at. Yeah. And he, he wow, came, I forgot he came, about that. Yeah. He was in another country a week after the shooting. The yes. one that got what? accused of the, the accidental discharge. Yeah, that yeah. yeah. That thing stinks to high heaven, man. No, well, exactly. and another yeah, thing is this this guy in Florida, the sheriff, Sheriff Israel, this guy is a real this guy is a you know a class uh, dirtbag, as you know, as politely as I can say, this guy is a leftist. Every picture I see with this guy, he's either with Hillary Clinton, Joe Biden, or he's with a bunch of Muslims. I have a video on Twitter where Sheriff Israel 
is he says something in Arabic inside a Muslim in a mosque, and he's teaching his deputy is teaching Muslims how to arm how to how to defend themselves. Yet Sheriff Israel is again, is going against the NRA, talking about disarming Americans with AR-15s. Meanwhile, he's in mosques showing them how to defend themselves. This guy is a leftist. And I don't know what the hell is wrong with him, but there is something going on yep. with this Sheriff Israel guy. Oh yeah, and we'll yes, get. There and there'll is. be more. There'll be more stuff that. Hopefully, there's more stuff that comes out. We know what we know already. Um, you know, but but you know, there's there's just really. I just hope there's more. There's more investigations because there needs to be a lot more. There's they can't just leave it silent uh, and just you know let it absorb away with new news stories that has to fucking be stayed uh, on top of. Well, excellent, excellent point. And another thing is, you know, all these liberals, they want to raise the uh, age to obtain semi-autos or or whatever, or all guns, I'm not sure, to 21. Um, Okay, but we're supposed to listen to these punk-ass high school kids who are 17, 16, and 18. You want us to listen to them to disarm us, but we're not old enough to buy weapons yet. I don't understand. See, this is where liberalism is a mental disorder. True. It's tr- it truly, it truly is. It truly is. Hey guys, I want to, um, I want to move on topics. Um, bear with me one second. Cause we're, hold on one second. Uh, I want to talk about the, um, the, um, people, people say, that there's going to be a, uh, you know, all these, all these Democrats and all these fantasy land and uh, idiots and all these Renos are saying there's going to be a big blue wave in 2018 midterm elections. I, uh, what I'm seeing, what, what I, what, what I'm seeing with the polls and what I'm seeing with the honest, uh, factual reporting, uh, Republicans are going to destroy Democrats in the midterms. In 2018. Well, so the did Democrats you see what happened in Texas? Oh, yeah. Uh, Ted Cruz got more votes than all the Democrats uh, that voted combined. combined. Yes. But remember, but remember, <laughs> the, the media was telling us, oh, my God, Texas is going to go blue. Texas is never going to go blue. Anyone that believes that is a nutshell. <laughs> Yeah, and, and that's it's the so thing. Funny. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. And the fact, and, and I just, I want to go back. I, I really, I strongly think it's going to be an annihilation. Uh, the Republicans are going to win big in 2018 midterms. It's not even going to be any comparison. Yeah. Especially because of the tax cuts, Trump tax cuts. Yes. Yeah, and yes. plus, yes. Republican Party isn't just the typical Republican Party. This is a Republican movement. It's a difference. Hey, hey right. and did I even mention? I didn't. I didn't even mention to you guys. The month of February was an excellent month for businesses. They added way more than what what was expected at two hundred and thirty-five thousand new jobs. I mean, these are uh, it's unbelievable, and the the numbers every month just get better and better. I mean. Trump is amazing. Everything he does is amazing. It's unbelievable. Like his father said, everything he touches turns to gold. It's true. And it's not only that. It's 
not only that, I mean, the results, you can't argue results. I mean, anybody with a half a brain realizes that you got you go by results. You don't go by his Numbers team. don't you lie. Don't go by, I you mean, don't we, go by – you go by results, and, and you know, yeah. that's what it boils down to. It's the economy, stupid. He's creating jobs. Yeah. He's putting money in people's well, pockets. If you want people to talk, yeah. if you want to talk numbers, yeah. here's the biggest number. In Obama's first year, he lost 1.1 million jobs. He's almost yes. he's created almost two million, and he never got above one percent GDP. Obama, Trump and he had three percent twice. He had the worst. He had the worst um, economic. Um, he the every like the highest the highest unemployment when Obama was in office, the highest people amount of people on food stamps the highest amount of people in poverty. I mean, it was sickening. He's the worst president in history by far. There's no doubt about it. Oh, Barack Obama is is the most anti-American president in American history. He is a Marxist. He hates America. He is a leftist. And he believes that he truly believes that America is so good because we stole from everyone else. And he wanted to take us down from number one, and he would be content and happy with us as the 20th best country, not the first. Donald Trump wants us to stay number one and go as far and beyond as we can. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Hey, you guys, I want to play you a clip on how how sad, how low the media went with some of the funny uh, – they thought they had the Russia uh, – uh, Story uh, nailed in the coffin this week. They thought they had their smoking gun, but absolutely hilarious. Uh, here's Mark Dice. Uh, you got to hear this. Uh, clip one four. Well, the Oscars were last night when the biggest Hollywood celebrities give each other awards for their favorite liberal. Oh, no, that wasn't it. Where is it? Hold on a second. Dude, Mark Dice is great. That wasn't it. He is awesome. It. He's, he's great. Hold on one second. <laughs> on a side note, I think um, I'll play the clip Trump in just a moment. Supporting... Congressman Matt Gates out of Florida did some expert level trolling yesterday on the floor of the House, introducing a new bill that he hopes will become law. I oh, know that was the wrong one. I don't. I can't find the clip right now, guys. Um, uh, what did I do with it? Uh, anyways, let's let's um as I look for it. Um, what were you saying, Mike? What were you saying? Oh, I, I, I was saying that um, it was just a, a, a quick jab against Barack Obama, the um, Muslim. Uh, I think that as Trump is deporting all these illegal immigrants, I really don't see a problem with deporting Obama because he was probably born in Kenya. So, I mean, you know, I don't oh, know, yeah. like, if he can do that. But, but seriously, Kenyan seriously mo- the Kenyan media monkey. is sick. <laughs> oh, the media, dude! The media is absolutely sick. No, there's, there's no doubt about it. And the media, I'll never, I'll never understand um, the, um, the media's narrative uh, to how, to how anti-American uh, the media is. 
Well, let me let me yeah. give you an example. The media is so anti-American, so left-wing, so insane, and so anti-Trump that you know you know Trump has deported the most um, MS-13 illegals ever. Like if you look at his and Obama's numbers, it's it's like embarrassing for Obama. But CNN yeah. actually had actually made a segment. And it was called How Trump is Deporting MS-13 Members is Actually Good for MS-13. So they are so out of their minds liberal that they're actually defending MS-13, saying that Trump shouldn't be deporting them. I mean, this is what we're dealing with. We are dealing with communists in the media and people that hate America. This is what we're dealing with. I mean, we're – I mean, who – I mean, it's all – it's all of the brainwashed – it's just like I, what I was talking about earlier. Um, you know, now now Trump is is going to make healthy relationships with North Korea, and that could lead to trade deals. That could lead to so many economic opportunities. That could bring on, up so many lucrative options in the future. I mean, there's so many doors that open up, but the media will try to spin it as, oh, he's colluding. He's doing, you know, he he's doing the same thing he did with Russia. You, I mean, there's all the there's all the Trump could steer cancer, like I said Ariel earlier, and the media would still try to find a way to say he didn't do it. Trump cured cancer. They would say, "What about diabetes?" I mean, look, Donald <laughs> Trump. Donald yeah. Trump came into office. Okay. Yeah. Barack Obama had two years, almost three years, yeah. to destroy ISIS. He never destroyed yeah. them. Trump has literally eviscerated ISIS. I mean, they're still around, but they, are, they don't have the stronghold like they did in Syria and Iraq. And he's eviscerated them. And the media will not cover it. I mean, Trump yeah. in one year devastated the Islamic State, the savage cockroaches, and Obama couldn't do it in three years. And they don't even talk about it. I mean, this, this is insanity. Yep. No, it, it is. It is. And, you know, Obama created all of these, these, I mean, Obama created animals I and mean, he created such a, I mean, our country has never been more divided. And it's, it's very sad when you have the media for all these years, Obama in office, uh, you know, reporting rainbows and butterflies. And I mean, it, it just goes to show like, well, we're supposed to live in a country that, you know, we're supposed to, uh, you know, have honesty and have honest reporting and be able to know what's really going on. But, I mean, how do you even – I mean, it's so – it's crazy that today's media, they can say whatever the fuck they want. You know what I mean? It's not even you, journalism you, at this point. It's opinions. You, you fight them with shows like this and with regular Americans, grassroots conservatives and on the right that fight this media. That's how you destroy them. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, you guys, you guys got to hear this. This is, um, okay, so T- Tucker Carlson's making a great point. Obama, this is what Obama created. You got to listen to this. It's about a seven-minute clip, but it's great. Tucker Carlson explains this perfectly. Like, men are becoming weak. Men became pussies under Obama, under feminists. Under, you know, this is great. You got to hear this. Now to the first part of a series you'll see here every Wednesday in the month of March, focusing on men in America. 
The signs are everywhere. If you're a middle-aged man, you probably know a peer who has killed himself in recent years, at least one. If you're a parent, you may have noticed that your daughter's friends seem a little more on the ball than your son's. They get better grades, they smoke much less marijuana, they spend less time playing video games, they go to more prestigious colleges. If you're an employer, you may have noticed that your female employees show up on time. The young men often don't. And of course, if you live in this country, you've just seen a horrifying series of mass shootings, far more than we've ever had. Women didn't do that. In every case, the shooter was a man. Something ominous is happening to men in America. Everyone who pays attention knows that. What's odd is how rarely you hear it publicly acknowledged. Our leaders pledge to create more opportunities for women and girls, whom they imply are failing. Men don't need help. They're the patriarchy. They're fine, more than fine. But are they fine? Here are the numbers. Start with the most basic, life and death. The average American man will die five years before the average American woman. One of the reasons for this is addiction. Men are more than twice as likely as women to become alcoholics. They're also twice as likely to die of a drug OD. In New Hampshire, one of the states hardest hit by the opioid crisis, 73% of overdose deaths were men. But the saddest reason for shortened lifespans is suicide. 77% of all suicides in America are committed by men. The overall rate is increasing at a dramatic pace. Between 1997 and 2014, there was a 43% rise in suicide deaths among middle-aged American men. The rates are highest among American Indian and white men who kill themselves at about 10 times the rate of Hispanic and black women. You often hear America's incarceration crisis. Well, that's almost exclusively a male problem too. Over 90% of inmates are men. Now these problems are complex, but we know that they start young. And relative to girls, boys are failing in school. More girls than boys graduate high school, considerably more go to and graduate from college. In schools at every level, boys account for the overwhelming majority of discipline cases. One study found that fully one in five high school boys had been diagnosed with some form of hyperactivity disorder. That's compared with just one in 11 girls. Many of them were medicated for it. The long-term health effects of those medications, not fully understood but they do appear to include depression in later life. Women now decisively outnumber men in graduate school. They earn the majority of doctoral degrees. They're now the majority of new enrollees in both law and medical schools. For men, the consequences of failing in school are long-term and profound. Between 1979 and 2010, working age men with only high school degrees saw their real hourly wages drop about 20%. Over the same period, high school-educated women saw their wages rise. The decline of the industrial economy disproportionately hurt men. There are now seven million working-age men in America who don't work. They've dropped out of the labor force. Nearly half of them take pain medication on any given day. That is the highest rate in the world by far. Far fewer young men get married than did just a few decades ago, and fewer stay married. About one in five American children live now only with their mothers. That's double the rate of 1970. Millions more boys growing up without fathers. Young adult men are now more likely to live with a parent than they are to live with a spouse or a partner. That is not the case for young women. Single women buy their own homes at more than twice the rate of single men. More women than men now have driver's licenses. 
Whenever gender differences come up in public debate, the so-called wage gap seems to dominate the conversation. You've heard it. A woman makes 77 cents for every dollar a man earns. That's a statistic that you'll hear a lot. Presidents have repeated it, many candidates. It's everywhere. And yet that number compares all American men to all American women across all professions. No legitimate social scientist would consider that a valid or meaningful measure. The number doesn't mean anything. It's intentionally misleading. It's a talking point. Once you compare men and women with similar experience, working the same hours and similar jobs for the same period of time, that's the only way you can measure it, the gap all but disappears. In fact, it may invert. One study using census data found that single women in their 20s living in metropolitan areas now earn 8% more on average than their male counterparts. By the way, the majority of managers in the workplace are now women. Women on average are scoring higher on IQ tests than men are. Even physically, men are falling behind. A recent study found that almost half of young men failed the Army's entry-level physical fitness exam during basic training. Fully 70% of American men are now overweight or obese as compared to 59% of American women. Perhaps most bafflingly and terrifyingly, men seem to be becoming less male fundamentally, measurably. Sperm counts, for example, across the West have plummeted. They're down almost 60% since the early 1970s. Scientists don't know why this is. Testosterone levels in men have also fallen precipitously. One study found that average levels of male testosterone dropped by 1% every year after 1987, and it's not related to age. In other words, the average 40-year-old man in 2017 would have testosterone levels 30% lower than the average 40-year-old man in 1987. There is no upside to this trend. Lower testosterone levels in men are associated with depression, lethargy, weight gain, decreased cognitive ability. Nothing like this has ever happened to a population this big. So you'd think we'd want to know exactly why, what's going on, how do we fix it? And yet the media ignore that story. It's considered a fringe topic somehow. Nor is it, believe it or not, a priority in the scientific research establishment. We checked and we couldn't find a single NIH-funded study on why testosterone levels are falling. We did find a study on, quote, pubic hair grooming prevalence and motivation among women in the U.S. So those are the numbers, and they paint a very clear picture. American men are failing in body, in mind, and in spirit. This is a crisis. Yet our leaders pretend it's not happening. And in fact, they tell us the opposite is true. Women are victims. Men are oppressors. To question that assumption is to risk punishment. Even as women far outpace men in higher education, for example, Virtually every college campus supports a women's studies department whose core goal is to attack male power. Our politicians and business leaders internalize and amplify that message. Men are privileged, women are oppressed. Hire and promote and reward accordingly. Now that would be fine if it were true, but it's not true. At best, it's an outdated view of an America that no longer exists. At worst, it's a pernicious lie. Either way, ignoring the decline of men does not help anyone. Men and women need each other. One cannot exist without the other. That is elemental biology. It's also the reality that each one of us has lived with our parents and siblings and friends. When men fail, all of us suffer. How did this happen? How can we fix it? We hope that this series, each Wednesday this month, answers those questions. Very well said, Tucker. Thank you. Very well said. Very well said.
Tucker is the man. Yeah, he is. He really well, is. That was great. He should have specified, though, um, because it's liberal men that are pussies. Us on the right, exactly. we're, we're, we're pretty good. Exactly. But yeah, liberal, and, and liberal men... Liberal men have been brainwashed by these these social, these SJWs, these feminists, these feminists, anti-man yes. psychos. Yep. yep, yep, and they're they're controlled. They're pussy whipped on these feminists that are and and, and the, uh, the I, feminism is terrorism. It's anti-men. It's a jaded ideology. It's one-dimensional. It's bullshit. And they can all fuck off. Feminists can fuck off. There is a fucking, <laughs> it's a hypocritical, it's a lying, just a, it's a, it's a sick, it's a vile, disgusting ideology. And they can all burn in hell, all feminists. And well, I'm starting well, a new political group. I'm starting a new political group, but feminism is terrorism. Guys, you got to go back, you got to go back to the socialist agenda. Class warfare, number eight, rule for radicals, how to create a socialist state. Divide the people into the wealthy and the poor. This will cause more discontent, and it will be easier to take, or in other words, tax, the wealthy with the support of the poor. It's a victim mentality, and that's it's all part of the socialist agenda. Going back to this on all topics, because that's what it all points to. The Democratic yeah, Party... True. Socialist agenda. And these feminists, these feminists are bitching about, it's totally irrational, the feminism ideology, because you just heard women are doing better in in a lot more, in more more departments than, not more, but, you know, certain departments that men aren't doing so well in. So it it, it is equal in this world. It's as equal as it's ever been. There's no right that a female has. Uh, doesn't have that a you know males and females both have the same rights, same privileges. It's all the same, you know. They're no different from one another. So, and when I hear Democrats talk about females' rights, I mean it's so fucking ignorant. And look, and here's the thing: these fucking feminists, they are anti-man. They hate men. But here's the thing: yep. they only care about three things. They they care about fucking abortion. They care about killing babies. They they want to be yep. paid the same as a man. Entitlement. They don't Entitlement. Hard. Exactly. And they care about this fucking this grotesque transgenderism topic. I'm so sick of this transgenderism and exactly. these gay yeah. issues. Yeah. All I yeah. All I hear from these fucking feminists and these homosexuals and the LGBT community on the left, the liberals, that you know, uh, except the trannies. Except them going in the bathroom. That's what they identify as. Are you fucking kidding me? We're not accepting Fuck that. This is this. Jesus. This is what degeneracy <laughs> is. This is degeneracy. Fuck that. This is what the left does. As I've said many times, this is what the Chips left does. Dick. And these feminists, these feminist fucks, these social justice warriors, they destroy, the left destroys everything that's good. They are destroying our culture, our faith, yeah. our family values, our traditions. They hate America. They are communists. And he's yep. right. You know, go back to the Alinsky yep. playbook on every one of these. 
But this is what we're fighting against. And these feminists, they're fucking vile. I can't stand them. And these liberal men that walk around the streets next to them resisting Trump, it's just fucking gross. And I can't stand them. The the men that date them are pussies. They're absolute wimps. But, guys, I really – we have four minutes left. We have four minutes left. I want to talk about just – I have a couple things I want to say. Um, There's a big Trump rally down here on Saturday, down here in Phoenix, uh, tr- Trump's, and there's, there's going to be a bunch of different speakers. There's going to be over a thousand people. I'm going, I'm going to be uh, doing a live show from there, doing, going to be doing, getting a lot of interviews from different people. Um, it's going to be very fun to all my listeners in the Phoenix area to uh, want to come out. Uh, there's going to be a lot of stuff going on. Everybody on your show, Rory, to everybody else, Mega in the Park, Mega in the Park, Trump Unity Rally, Patriot Movement Arizona, Cactus Park, 3801, West Cactus Road, Phoenix, Arizona, 85029, 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. Your MC is going to be Josh Bernstein. Your keynote speaker is going to be Larry Schwitzkart. You're going to have an invocation by Pastor Wright. You're going to have eight uh, ASU student speakers from the College Republicans. Uh, Joe Arpaio will be there. there. Joe Arpaio is going to be speaking. We're going to have oh, that's fucking awesome. Now I'm California. jealous. Hey, Kelly Ward's going I'm to be I'm getting an interview. I'm, Mike, I'm, I'm interviewing Joe Arpaio. Are you nice. serious? Yes, wow. I'm getting an yeah, interview nice. with him. So that's for the show. That's going to be big. Hey, get oh, Kelly dude. Ward, too, man. She's our girl. She's yeah, our I'm senator. talking to Kelly Ward, too. She'll be there, too. Yeah, I'm meeting Kelly and uh, doc, uh, Dr. Sebastian Gorka up here uh, at the end of the month. They're coming up here. We're going to I'm going to that, too. I'm here. coming up there to go to that in Prescott. Yep, I'm coming. Well, this I'll Saturday there, I might be brothers. going to Pennsylvania. Trump is having a rally this Saturday. Hey, for y'all, your Arizona Where? listeners, uh, we'll see you. We'll see you at these rallies. It was good being with your show. Thank you for your guests. Yeah, Roy, hey, thank you yeah, for everything hold on. you do. Yeah, yeah, thank you, yeah, thank you, Steve. Hold on, we have two minutes before we go. But just to clarify, the Trump rally here on Saturday in Phoenix, Trump is not going to be here. But there's going to be a lot of Trump, um, you know, uh, you know, supporters like Joe Arpaio. Um, there'll be a lot of other unknown figures. It's going to be a huge event, um, and there'll be a lot of media there and a lot of protesters as well that we'll have to uh, be careful of. Uh, but it's going to be very fun. I'm going to get interviews, like I said. I can't wait. I'm going to bring it, put it all in the show. Um, just before, before. Before I want to say this, before we go, we still have a minute and a half, though. Uh, a right-wing Italian populist is the first black senator in the country's history. So Italy is waking it. up. I love it. I love it. In Italy, the first right-wing yeah. populist, black guy. Love it. I mean, that's such Fucking awesome, awesome news. So Fuck awesome, yeah. man. Awesome news, guys. Anybody, so does anybody also, have anything to announce? Yeah, well, anybody who lives around Pennsylvania, Trump is having a rally, campaign rally, this Saturday. I'm, I'm probably going to go to it. Okay, perfect. Well, you get, you get footage for the show, Mike, because you're on the show now. Oh, hell yeah, okay, man. Also, it's in Moon Township, Pennsylvania. Also, okay, Kelly okay, Ward's going 
Kelly Ward's going to be with Dr. Sebastian Gorka in Scottsdale. Yep, yep already, March already, already, knew that, already knew that. Yeah, yep. Steve, I already heard that. I got a, um, one more thing. Uh, Gianni, do you have anything to say? Uh, just uh, congratulations uh, to your, your show. Going to be at the uh, the get together and everything. And, man, I really enjoyed this. And there's many more to come. And, uh, I just okay. love that we're waking up and, you know, we're we're having a rising up uh, social media and all platforms. All right, all right man, T- 10 seconds. I can't wait for your movie, Gianni. I'll see you all you guys later. God bless. All right, brother. Always great to have them on. Thank you for watching the show. God bless. I'm Rory Sodder. Cheers, everybody. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.